welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Sam Master is here, and you still have not taken off your shoes. Yo, what's going on world? Welcome to another edition of the Dojo Talk Podcast. We are on episode number 82. Um, as always, this podcast can be listened to on YouTube, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes. If you're on iTunes, please rate, subscribe, leave a review. You can hit me up on Facebook at the Dojo Talk Podcast Facebook page. And you can follow me on Twitter at Serial Sensei. Boom. <laughs> That's my rambling intro. Um, recording my second podcast today. It's kind of funny because this is episode 82. But I act—I say I accidentally. I recorded episode, or I should say we, uh, recorded episode 83 before 82. And I did that. So that it would force me to put out this episode. Because God knows I've been meaning to get these album reviews out for the longest time. But life has gotten in the way. There's been a ton of music being released lately. And I, it's it's just, it's been a lot. It's been a lot going on. <laughs> but we here, man. Um, but yeah, man. It, it's been a lot of music, man. We got the news of Kanye. You know, he, he's coming out, I want to say, in like June... And then he's got a, a project with Cuddy. The J. Cole dropped the album out of nowhere. Um, what else have I been listening to? I've been listening to albums that from people I normally would even never listen to. People I haven't even heard of just because stuff has been popping up on my timeline. Um, who, what was that album I listened to? Uh, Fly Anakin and Obliv, um, if I'm saying that correct. I'm, I, I'm familiar with Obliv. I'm not familiar with Fly Anakin, but I listened to that album. Um... I listened to like half of a Jim Jones album. I didn't even know he had an album out. <laughs> God, who else was I listening to? I've listened to a lot of music um, these last like couple of weeks. And it's kind of been why it's been so hard for me. The, the Nicolay album, Nicolay from Foreign Exchange, he put an album out that I haven't finished listening to. But like, there's it's been so many projects coming out. And it's been really hard to keep up with everything. Because by the time you sit down with one album and you try to, like, you know, just bond with it, something else comes out. So it's been, it's been hard. I've been meaning to put this review out for the longest time. So I made sure I locked in and, and got it done. So we'll be talking about, you know, music today, finally. But uh, before I get into that, uh, other, other happenings going on. Um, I went to Dave and Buster's for the first time today. That was pretty cool. Played some arcade games. Um, played Tom Crisis 5, <laughs> which is awesome. Man, for for for, for the younger kids, I, I might not know, but, like, arcades were, like, the thing once upon a time back in the day. And, like, the original Tom Crisis is, like, the GOAT arcade game. I would say, like, Tom Crisis and House of the Dead. So it was awesome playing Tom Crisis 5, even though I only made it to Stage 2. Um, played Rambo, Did, didn't really make it that far in that either, but <laughs> that, that was fun, so I had some fun at Dave and Buster's, that was pretty dope, um, got, I have God of War in my possession, 
uh, have not gotten a chance to play it yet um, actually you know what I might try to do that tonight and speaking of tonight um, at the time of this recording it is April 22nd 8:12 p.m. Uh, if you any of you guys watch into the badlands season three is coming out tonight well which means by the time you guys hear this the episode will have, will have already aired but you know if you, if you if you need a good martial arts fix man into the badlands is a really really dope show that's uh, season three is kicking off tonight so literally after i finish recording this uh might watch a little bit of basketball and then i will definitely be sitting down and watching that because that that show's awesome so definitely looking forward to this season because the trailers is crazy um i still need to cop my infinity wars tickets man uh, i need to look at my budget but that that should still <laughs> still be in there definitely try to make it day one of infinity wars um what else have i been doing oh i saw ready player one let, let me talk about that for a little bit not not a full-fledged review um i'll just give some brief thoughts man um really really it was an interesting experience because i have never been to the movies by myself and i got uh t-mobile tuesday five dollar ticket with the adam tickets app uh, which let me see any movie i wanted for five dollars which was perfect because i could not afford to take anybody else with me so five dollars it was <laughs> i went by myself to watch ready player one and it was pretty dope man like it was it was a pretty good movie um definitely a lot of a lot of easter eggs a lot of a lot of the Easter eggs are really hard to catch because in a lot of the action uh, sequences, um, it's a lot going on at one time, so it's kind of hard to to catch everything, you know. But I spotted like Spawn randomly. That was pretty awesome. I won't spoil anything else. I'm sorry. I probably shouldn't have said that. But <laughs> like, I mean, he's not like a major character. He's just like you see him during one of the the, the fight scenes. It, it was pretty awesome. But yeah, man, it, it was a, it was a pretty pretty cool movie um i mean quick synopsis i guess for anybody who hasn't seen it or i'm, I'm pretty sure maybe if you're interested you've probably seen it by now but basically it takes place in the future i forgot the exact year let's say like 2028 something something like that um the regular world kind of sucks so everybody goes to this digital world called the oasis which is pretty much like a, a massive mmo so you go in there you build your character get attributes so on and so forth uh the creator of the oasis whose name i can uh, was it dr holiday want to say his name was um he died and before he died he left an easter egg in the game and they spend the movie trying to find the easter egg so there are these three keys that you have to get throughout this game and then when you get the three keys um you know you get the you get the easter egg and then you get to inherit uh, the company that created the Oasis, which is worth like billions of dollars, so on and so forth. So, you know, the premise is, is, is pretty cool. It's um, kind of a cheesy, it, the movie definitely has some cheesy moments. Um, I'm, I'm always, <laughs> it always makes me laugh how in, in Hollywood characters fall in love after two minutes, but you know, it's, it is what it is. <laughs> that's, I guess that's, that's just a thing um but like cheesiness aside man it, it was still a, a pretty dope movie um i was impressed that like half of this movie was cgi and the other half is you know regular but like the cgi was done really well everything looked on point um i'm pretty sure if you've seen the trailer you saw the iron giant he, he looked awesome in that movie it, it was just it was really well done it was really fun definitely a movie like if you have kids it's definitely a, a more kid-friendly movie um but like i said the story the story was was pretty solid 
definitely a lot of you know nostalgic feels going on with some of the characters you'll see um probably a couple surprise characters definitely one i won't say uh his name who i did not expect <laughs> to see in that movie his scene was not very long but for the brief moment he was in there it was awesome uh, <laughs> but yeah man it, it was a pretty it was a pretty fun movie man definitely uh, i would say recommend to to watch it especially if you just you want to get some nerd nostalgia you know some, some nerd nostalgic feels going definitely a, a movie to check out and I, I really did enjoy the like the overall message at the very end of the movie i, I thought that was actually really dope and i think it it, it kind of speaks to kind of the way things are now because really the way things are now a lot of people do live in a <laughs> digital world everything is is online you know that's where a lot of people interact that's where some people meet friends and build friends and relationships and you know so on and so forth so i, I thought the message at the end of that movie um was definitely pretty good man so yeah not not i, I can't go into too deep into details without really spoiling it but yeah man ready ready player one was was definitely pretty dope uh, i was satisfied i only paid five dollars for it so I, I couldn't really complain either way but it, it was pretty dope and going to the movies by yourself isn't all that bad you think it would be awkward but you know you, you save money and that's, <laughs> that's that's always a good thing so yeah man that 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 was pretty dope um oh let me get some some anime real quick before we kick this episode off um my hero academia is three episodes in now in this new season things are finally starting to pick up uh pick up pick up <laughs> uh the league of villains they back in here they they about to start wrecking shop i'm assuming in this next episode so if you have not um started watching my hero academia season three Go, go on and you know get your life together go go on start watching um, and i also picked up this other show called megalobox which um shout out to novelist uh, from clear soul forces i saw him mention it on twitter so uh, i gave it a look man that, and megalobox is a pretty dope show um i would say check that out if you are a fan of like i would say if you like like samurai shampoo and like cowboy bebop i say the show might be something up your alley not to say it's it's not really similar in terms of like a storyline but kind of like the art style the the music in the show kind of gives me a, a vibe of that um i guess quick synopsis at least from what i know so far in the three episodes uh megalo box is like this big boxing tournament um i, I think they get some kind of prize like if you, you win the tournament you get all the boxes from around the globe and they have this tournament to fight to get in it you know all that good stuff but they fight with like this gear that they wear it's kind of like this robot gear that they put on their arms and i guess it kind of like enhances their abilities they haven't gone really too deep into detail uh about the gear you, you get to see some glimpses of it and you definitely see that not everybody's gear is created equal uh the main character joe uh his his gear is pretty uh he, he definitely got that uh that back alley gear you know if if there was a guy in your local barbershop who was selling uh boxing armor that's that's where joe <laughs> got his from he, he got his from the bootleg dude in, in front of the barbershop um there's another guy in there i think his name was jury he's got the full-blown you know his gear is is he, he got the real deal man so but yeah man megaloboxes if, if you want to uh it, it seems like kind of like an adventure action you know show kind of like that definitely give that show a look 
like I said, if, it, if you're a fan of Samurai Champloo, Cowboy Bebop, you want like that kind of vibe, I would say definitely give give Megalobox a look. Um, yeah, I think that's all I've pretty much been doing, other than working and writing this book, which still isn't done. Another story for another day. <laughs> but, yeah, man, let's just get into it. I've been itching to get this album review out the way. So we we gonna talk about these albums. So three albums on deck, and of course got the on the recommendations. So three albums we're gonna talk about today: Marcus D. Retro Two, um, Saba with uh, Care for Me, and Royce the Five Nine. Ah, Royce <laughs> the Five Nine, and DJ Premier uh, with Prime Two. So we are gonna start off with the homie Marcus D. Uh, with Retro Two. So I've just, I've, I've, I feel like at this point I've, I've mentioned Marcus D a good, a decent number of times on this podcast. Um, what albums did I review from him? I've definitely reviewed a Marcus D album on this podcast, and I cannot remember <laughs> which one. But even if uh, I think it was Melancholy Prequel, um, the the Redux that he put out, um, I'm pretty sure I did a review of that, and it made my top twenty uh, for the year that it came out. Um, Marcus D is a producer from Seattle. Um, that dude, dude's just a really dope <laughs> producer from Seattle. Um, projects like the, the first Retro, definitely worth checking out. Um, like I said, the Melancholy prequel, um, was it, uh, Simply Complex, um, the Lone Wolf EP or LP, I should say. Did dude just just check the Bandcamp? You'll see the resume. Dude is a very versatile producer. He can do like the that jazzy kind of like Nujabes style production. He can hit you with some some straight straight like raw hip hop type beats. Then he can do stuff like this. So let's let's just get into this because this this was um this was awesome. <laughs> so the first retro came out in like 2012 and i remember listening to that and for people who don't know if you've never listened to marcus d you're not familiar with the retro series it's kind of like an ode to like classic video games and classic video game composers take like your favorite theme songs from you know like super nintendo game nintendo game flip them you know make it give give it a a little hip-hop flavor to it you know make it modern that's that's kind of like the the gist of, of of kind of what these projects are about. So the first retro, like I said, that came out in 2012. I remember the, the, the cover art was crazy with the controller he had for his eyes. I, I thought that project was was so fire. Love, I still love the Gal beat to this day. I still listen to that America beat. That joint, <laughs> that joint still slaps. So that was probably like one of my favorite Marcus D projects. And literally like after I listened to that first one, I was like, do you like, and I'm pretty sure every, if you're a fan of his, you thought the same, you got to do a part two. So years have gone by, man. We've been waiting ever so patiently. He finally delivered to us in 2018. Took some time, but definitely, definitely well worth the wait. So like I said, man, the, the concept of retro, you take these these vintage games 
you take these you know a lot of theme songs from you know nintendo super nintendo games theme songs that if you're fans of these games you'll probably recognize flip them give them like a modern touch give them a, a hip-hop touch just bring them back to life you know it's it's a, a good homage to to those games and man this this one is even better than the first one and i, I guess before i get uh into it let, let me just throw out some of the games um that were covered in, in terms of songs and what, what's dope about this album is a lot of these games were games that i did not like I, games I, I knew about them i've heard of them but i necessarily didn't grow up playing but doesn't take from the fact that the songs in these games were awesome and he was able to you know flip them and make them even more awesome um so games like mischief makers sim city pilot wings super mario world chrono trigger legend of zelda kirby final fantasy kingdom hearts uh sonic and that's just to name a few um make did a mega man beat on here like that's that's just to name a few so that just kind of give you an idea of some of the inspiration for um you know some of these instrumentals some of these beats after here like these are the, the kinds of games that he that he pulled from um i would say the first thing i noticed when i popped on this album um of course i have to compare it to the first retro um i feel like it's only natural <laughs> that i can compare the the sequel to the to the, to the og original uh the first thing i would say i noticed when i popped on part two to me this one sounded just in terms of like the way it was mixed and mastered like it it it, it just sounded a lot cleaner i thought than the first one everything was a lot more crisp everything was like a lot more full and the second thing that really popped out which i'm pretty sure he did on the first album but i i just it was done really well on this album and i, I thought it stuck out a lot more was definitely the use of live instrumentation um a lot of these tracks are accompanied uh with live instrumentation and let me give some shout outs to uh some of the people who definitely attributed to that um so I'm just going to quick read off the Bandcamp page because that's where some of these people are listed. <laughs> um, uh, you got Bass and Guitar by Gerson Zaraga. I apologize for anybody's name, my butcher. Uh, we got some Flute by Nitsua. Uh, other, another Flute by Kanichi Fukushima. Um, Marcus D on here doing some keys. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. I think that's it. I'm sorry if I miss, missed anybody. <laughs> but um really good use of live instrumentation in these tracks and i, I thought it was just dope that I, you could have easily did an album where like you just took these eight and maybe you just like sampled like you did like an eight bit sample you just kind of flip the eight bit beat maybe just add like a the 808 drum and a snare or a, a hi-hat or something and you know that just be your beat and it probably still could have been dope if you did it that way but like these beats are literally like they're recreate they're recreated from the ground up with like this this modern touch and adding the live instrumentation just makes everything sound so much more full it really breathes like fresh life into these instrumentals that were made like decades ago and he he you know the, the just the use of the live instruments to me brings it to that next level it, it definitely just it kicks everything into into full gear i mean for example 
uh, tracks like uh, Lightning Theme. Um, you get some really uh, good piano and keys with that one. Um, dudes are killing it on the flute with this album. Uh, Zor's Domain <laughs> had a really dope uh, flute and a nice little, um, I think it was that track that had a nice little um, guitar riff on it. Um, did you do what? Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm scrolling through my notes because I wanted to make sure I, I give all these tracks the proper shout outs. Um, I think, yeah, the track Birdman also had a pretty good flute. Um, like, like I said, just a lot of these tracks, it's really good, like bass guitars, flutes, everything fits perfectly well. Everything sounds like it, it should mesh together. Like, it's just, it's a perfect, it's perfect marriage, man. Like I said, really, really great keys. Uh, what, what was that track? Um, uh, I'm probably gonna butcher this name because I've never played this game. Uh, Beside Island, Beside Island, whatever that is. I think that track was like just a lot of piano, but it was beautiful. <laughs> it, was, it was really, really beautiful. And like, even if you listen to this, like, even if you listen to this album, and let's say you you aren't familiar with any of these games so you're listening to this album purely just based on an instrumental standpoint like you don't have any influence in terms of like these songs don't mean anything to you because maybe you didn't play video games i still think even from that point this is still a good instrumental album and you even get you, you get a good variety of of feels and, and vibes going on like you get some tracks that are uh, a bit more upbeat like for for instance the I, I love the way that the way this album starts it's probably my favorite song on the entire project um retro 2 which is oh lord let me get the i have the actual case with me which another thing about this album you have to get a physical copy of this because my god the case that this comes in is so serious so it literally comes in if you guys remember the super nintendo games how like the the uh the box package looks uh used to look like so he it comes in the box package has the nice little retro to the, the cover art is so dope with him sitting at the arcade um it like i said it literally comes in the little super nintendo box you get the cd inside uh then you get the uh, little booklet inside and i have a cassette tape i didn't even realize i ordered the package with the cassette tape I have nothing to play this on <laughs> but, but hey man it is what it is i got a nice little collector's item sorry if you guys can hear me rumbling with the case but um yeah man uh let me yeah, let me get back to some of these tracks i'm getting off track but packaging and artwork whoever did the artwork fire straight fire but um the track retro 2 which is uh this is from mischief makers that beat comes on that joint just slaps like this joint knocks in the whip very like a it sounds like an intro theme like a victorious intro theme like this is you know it's my highlight real music <laughs> when when that track comes on man so I, I really love that track um like i said that one's a bit upbeat um i love the wally's fortress track which struck a chord with me because i love mega man um so when i heard that track i instantly got hyped because it just it brought back memories of as a kid it was really hard for me to beat that game when i was little that's another story but <laughs> i love mega man man so uh wally's fortress that was another pretty like upbeat track i'm uh, I like the last track soul strike um is that from a game oh it says to be tbd so is that not from a game marcus d did you are you just making up your own video game tracks is that what this is <laughs> it's dope though I rock with it 
so but like i said you get upbeat tracks like that um then you get tracks like uh, black omen uh which is uh i want to say a flip of chrono uh, chrono trigger song really dark kind of brooding brooding track then you get these really calm beautiful real serene uh tracks like starfruit uh like i said beside island with the just nice little pianos going going in the background uh Zora's domain uh which i think was the track that has a nice little flute <laughs> go, going on in the background so like i said with within these tracks man you get a lot of good vibes some tracks are upbeat happier sound and you get some real calm you know relaxing songs you get some that are kind of in between um and this is stretched out over 20 tracks there isn't really a track on here that i don't like like i mean as a person who grew up and like my earliest memories of gaming are playing my nintendo and playing my super nintendo like a lot of these tracks and songs just made me happy <laughs> like like ghost gang hearing like the mario joint get flipped um like that that's just one of those themes that you hear and you just you instantly recognize it um same with trees with faces like who didn't grow up playing mario world these tracks are just they just stick out you hear them and it's just like oh man like it instantly just just takes you back ghost gang kind of bumps too on the low <laughs> that's that's another track on here on the low ghost game kind of slaps um final fantasy like i i was kind of a final fantasy f fan as a kid though i wasn't i wasn't huge into it because i'm not a big rpg guy but anybody who knows anything about final fantasy really you can say this about a lot of games back then um the the music composers in these games were awesome v video games are a very underrated source of great music um so all the Final Fantasy flips on this album are dope. Like I said, Lightning's theme is is amazing. Um, it's really the same with Chrono Trigger. Um, any Chrono Trigger flip I've ever heard, I think he did one on the first retro too. Really, just really great music from that game. And it's really awesome to just recreate and, and bring back. Like, I, I could go on a lot. <laughs> the Chaos Emerald track from Sonic. It's another theme you hear that you instantly recognize it you know what it is like like i said a lot of these beats are just it's really awesome that they were literally these were recreated from the ground up like he didn't i don't think he took it easy way out like oh i'm just gonna take the little 8-bit sample and throw a little kick and a little snare and we'll just call that the new the new the new mario beat like no these these tracks were done from the ground up like i said live instrumentation going on it's it's you could tell he really took his time he took his time with these beats everything sounds so full so grand so just it's great that's that's the point <laughs> that's the point man like if, if if you're a gamer and you, you want some some uh video game uh theme music to ride around to this is it man like this this is it from the packaging to the, the album just everything on here is just it's it's great like it's it's just great <laughs> like literally I, I i could go on and on about this but it's not much else to say man just, it's just really great homage to all of some of our favorite games that we all grew up playing 
bringing a lot of these theme songs back to life with a nice modern hip-hop touch and everything just sounds perfect like like i said there aren't really any tracks on this album that i don't like um so i, I guess i'll just I'll, I'll just get into some favorites um like i said uh i mentioned most of these earlier uh, retro 2 which is the starter song um definitely love that one um lightning steam that's another favorite um beside island wally's fortress 2 zora's domain um milky that's another one i didn't even mention that one um that's a Bomberman, uh hero flip that one was dope um link to the future all, all these are dope man starfruit <laughs> the kingdom hearts flip all, all this is dope man huge that's that's just it that's the review of this, this album it's just it's dope it's fire so go go to this band camp give it a listen buy it and if you don't buy the album shout outs to marcus d on, on the on the merch game um all right well some of these are sold out so um if you want to link one bag i apologize that's that ain't here no more hopefully it gets more of those in but bro even, even the merch for this album man we got handmade super mario blankets we got keychains uh the retro t-shirts uh oh sorry the link blanket is also sold out so if you wanted one of that you, you missed out but <laughs> the, the everything the, the whole everything around this album is just fire man like this this is a really ah uh, really good perfect merger of video games and, and hip-hop like i don't know what else to tell you i, re I really don't um if you're a fan of marcus d and you enjoyed the first retro you will love this so much more than, oh, all right i won't tell you love it more than the first but you'll love it regardless this this will this will definitely get the job done i'm, I'm pretty sure at the end of the year this, this is going to be in the top 20 because like i said low key not some of these little video game tracks they they slap <laughs> this if if you're wondering marcus d some of these dudes in in the words of fifo from from dead and hip-hop these do bump in the whip definitely some of these some of these are slapping pretty hard so great instrumentation great choice of video games i want to throw an idea out there um because i i, I, I want to say pretty much all of the Oh, what? Hold on, I might be lying. I feel like most of these games are super. You know what? Let me let me not say it. Well, I would say my idea is, I feel like there are a lot of PlayStation games, especially at that PS1 era, that definitely had music worth being flipped. Um, so I'm gonna just throw that out there. Maybe not a full album. I think you at least get an EP out of it, um, just to throw some names. Uh, Tenchu Stealth Assassins had a very awesome soundtrack probably worthy of a few flips Tekken 2 has some theme songs probably worthy of a few flips Soul Blade that intro track alone I don't know if you can flip it but that intro track in Soul Blade is fire um yeah just get, 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 get some PS1 games a look I think you might find some some very flip worthy <laughs> tracks going on in the, in the early PlayStation days why has that changed I feel like good video game theme music like isn't a thing anymore like i feel like the last theme song i was even attached to was like halo like that the the that intro that like as soon as you cut the game on that that 
I'm not going to recreate the singing part they do, even though I used to do it around the house all the time, but I'm not going to embarrass myself on this microphone. I feel like good video game music isn't a thing. I could I could be lying. I, I might. I could be totally wrong, but I feel like back in the day, it was more important. Like, it, it, it meant more. Like, bro, Harry Gregson Williams did, like, Metal Gear Solid. All of that music was so epic. Like, I feel like we don't get... Like, not as much detail as really paid attention to those kind of things. That's... Uh, I'm going on another brand. But, um... Yeah. <laughs> Retro 2, man. Marcus D. This joint's fire. This joint is, is certified fire. If you're a video game head and you like hip-hop, this is for you. So, I will leave a link down uh, below so you can check out the Bandcamp. Buy the album. Get some merch treat yourself and do yourself a favor and listen to it so that's all i got for that marcus d great job awesome album and apparently um for people who don't know I, I saw marcus d say that he might have another album coming this summer all for it you know I, i'm definitely all, always willing to, to to hand my money over because i know you're gonna you're gonna give me something worth purchasing so if you got another album up your sleeve, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. You got my support. <laughs> but Marcus D, Retro 2, definitely give that a look. Um, so we're going to move it right along to the next album, Saba, Care For Me. So I don't have a lot to say about Saba in terms of his background because I'm, this was kind of one of those albums that I just kind of stumbled upon. Um, I've heard of Saba. I know about the the album Bucketless Project. He was just one of those dudes for a while who, like, I would see his name pop up. Like, I, I think he went on tour with Sylvan Lequeux, and I'm a Sylvan Lequeux fan. But like, he was just one of those names that I would see, and I see that like people like him. But I just, you know, some of those dudes you just kind of never get around to listening to. Like, you you mean to check them out, but you just kind of don't. And I, I might have listened to a couple of tracks here and there, but. I can't remember anything really sticking to me from him, so maybe I just gave him a couple listens and it, maybe it just didn't click the f first couple of times I listened to him. Um, but since I've had Spotify, um, I've been digitally crate digging and just listening to any and everything I can get my hands on. So like anytime I go to a site and I see somebody has a new album, I'll just check and see if it's on Spotify and I'll, I'll just give it a listen just because I can. <laughs> and uh i saw this had came out and like i said I, I didn't know any singles i had no idea what i was getting into when i listened to this i just put it on because i was like all right this is something new i'm at work need something else to listen to keep the day going let's check this out and see what happens and boy oh boy am i glad i clicked on this album because this whew, this might be this might be my favorite project this year it might be it's up there it's at least top three um black milk uh fever was a firm I, I would say now but was a pretty firm number one this might this might overtake that it's it's sneaking up there man this, this has been getting pretty repeated heavy rotation um so like i said in terms of saba's background i can't really get all into that because i don't know much about the dude to be honest so i'm gonna just focus on the music what i heard on this album and we, we just gonna take it from there album's only 10 tracks long get in get out but he does a lot of he does a lot of things really really well 
in these 10 tracks and the great thing about 10 tracks is you get through them really fast the potentially bad thing about 10 tracks is you don't have room really for error you can't afford a lot of filler like you you need to come out the gate swinging everything needs to hit everything needs to be on point you can't really be wasting time with 10 tracks and out of these 10 there's only really one song i don't care for really and i can't even say i don't care for it because it's not it's not a bad song it just i don't like the hook and uh the track i'm referring to is uh broken girls i like the idea of the song but like i guess sonically it just it wasn't doing a lot for me but that one track aside which like i said isn't a bad isn't really a bad song it's just kind of like not my cup of tea the rest of this album is really really dope um the first thing that that stuck out to me about this album and where I, I think the high points are um, is Saba's content and his delivery content wise man this album is, is pretty is very personal it's very honest um, he covers a lot of topics things like you know dealing with depression dealing with uh, loss of family members specifically his cousin Walt who was repeatedly referenced through a lot in this album um, relationship with like family members and friends um, the, the negative effects and pitfalls of the internet world which is pretty much like a whole track <laughs> dedicated to um, like moments of him realizing like he has like self-destructive behavior it's just a really good reflective album of him really looking at himself and picking himself apart um and it's just it's just very well done and like i said so the content to me really shine on this album because it's every track on here literally has some kind of idea or there isn't anything wasted like topic wise on this album like he's not just rapping just to rap like they're clear like messages and narratives and things that are going on in this album that he makes you pay attention to but it's, it's delivered really well and his delivery his flow i really love his flow because he he is one of those dudes I, I think who he has like a very accessible sound like he's somebody who like if you heard him and didn't know otherwise he, he sounds like somebody who could be on the radio you know he has kind of like that kind of flow but it's also very versatile he he can seamlessly go from like this really like frantic rap style to like harmonizing to slowing down and he does it really effortlessly like it doesn't sound like he doesn't miss a beat he, he's like he can like switch a flow mid-verse mid-bar and it doesn't sound like he skipped a beat like it everything seamlessly flows into each other it sounds it sounds just really good um so yeah his, his flow and like literally just like the things he the things he was saying the way he words things the way and the thing is like he's not even he's not even like a punchline rapper but he's really good at being descriptive and getting points across and then like just the way he flows the way he uses his voice makes everything like that much more impactful and it's crazy because like i said if 
what he's saying isn't like none of it's really gonna go over your head but it's just like the way it's delivered is very 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 effective and it it's good to, it's fun to listen to because like i said he can give you a variety of different flows so it never really sounds stale he can he can give you the fast give it slow like i said he, he'll do some harmonizing he'll switch and do stuff with his voice it's it's, it's a lot going on but it, it all it all works um production wise this album was very it, it was for the most part a lot of this was, was kind of dreary a bit um kind of dreary it reminded me a lot a lot of these beats sound like something you would hear mick jenkins uh rap over which ironically these both <laughs> from chicago um yeah a lot of these beats it kind of sound at least to me i got similar to a vein of like beats you would hear on mick jenkins um like the the, the that waters mixtape or even something you might hear off the healing component a lot of the beats give me kind of some of that vibe but another thing he did well just like marcus d uh a couple a couple noticeable moments on this album where live instrumentation kicked in and just took things to a completely different level and it's something about when dudes add horns to a track like a trumpet it it's something about those kind of instruments that really set things off and um god what track was that i know i have the note written there's one of these tracks on here the beat switches up like halfway through and the like the last half of the song is like this just real like jazzy funk break oh the track gray the light like the second half of the, the song is just this really funky jazz breakdown and dude just saba just goes in and he picks his flow up to match the pace of like the instrument it's really really dope man it's done so well but like i said man content is king on this album every song just has a story it's, it was so hard for me to do a favorite track list because like like i said out of the 10 tracks only really one of them um i didn't like so i, I guess in the interest of time um i'll just run through some of my favorites but like i said other than broken girls which some of you guys might like it just wasn't my cup of tea all of these tracks are really good but i'll go through a few of my favorites and i'll um give a note to a few bars that definitely stood out for me um so we'll start with the first uh the intro track on busy slash sirens uh featuring the mind who's uh, also done tracks with mick jenkins um a lot of this song deals with uh depression and uh, just dealing with overall thoughts of loneliness things of that nature um i love the line um if i'm a past could talk it probably replied to the missed calls after all because the friendships that i can't recall then turn my heart into camouflage while the guys i used to play basketball with doing shit that i can't endorse now with the lord now when it pours down was all alone then still alone now real just really powerful lines like that man like he he definitely knows how to paint a picture to get across what he needs to get across. And um, really well uh, job done with the mind. Um, adding vocals to his track definitely fits the, just the, the mood <laughs> of that track. Um, that track is kind of split into two. I like the busy side better than the siren side. Because sirens is like the second half of the song. Um, so I kind of like the first half better. But still overall, man, really, really good track. Really good lyrics. Um, Saba is a really a really good writer like I said does a good job of just being able to convey a point and uh, get it across very very effectively 
um, other favorite track um, I love the song Life um, which ironically is a, a track kind of about death um, in a way kind of uh, he, he deals with death in like different ways the death of his cousin um, the death of his uncle and kind of how that like still affects him um, kind of how he feels like I guess like death is kind of like around him like it's, it seems to always be there in some uh, shape form or capacity I think this was one of the singles where the song had the video so I'll probably leave a link to that below um, but that that's another uh, great song off here um, calligraphy and the, <laughs> these tracks are like like I said a lot of my favorite tracks are literally just consecutively right after each other because it goes busy sirens then broken girls then life which I love then it goes into calligraphy uh, which is my next uh, favorite track I was going to mention where he literally just kind of talks about how he used he uses writing as just kind of a way to deal with everything that's kind of how he gets over his stress and deals with you know his the troubledness of his surroundings and how he deals with grief and all of that like he just uses writing that's like his way to cope like he's not doing this for show or to be famous like this is this is like his one outlet that he can kind of just let things go um so calligraphy man that's another another great song um calligraphy is <laughs> followed by fighter which is another one of my favorite tracks on here um this track is one of the first tracks i noticed where saba is really good at telling a story um he is a very very good and a very vivid storyteller um and i like how in this song fighting is used like physically but like also i would say like metaphorically and not it's more so it's not all about just like me fighting physically getting in confrontations though that is a part of the song it's also fights as in like arguments and disagreements and things like that um so like the first part of the song it's literally about a fight where like he gets into like this physical altercation um <laughs> he gets jumped um that that whole situation plays out really wild um then he has another part where it's fighting but it's in terms of kind of like him arguing with his grandpa because his grandpa thinks like you should be in school or go to the army but he's trying to do the rap thing so they kind of fight back and forth over their differences um and then kind of like towards the end of the track um he talks about uh like fighting with his girlfriend not in a physical way but um them kind of like having communication issues and them fighting with each other over that um i, I don't think i have the line letting down uh, written down <laughs> but um there was a uh, a part in the song the communication part that really rung home i think we're home with a lot of people where uh it was it was a line where he was saying that his girl would start off with a conversation and he would interrupt her and sidetrack it and just kind of talk about something that she wasn't even mentioning and then she kind of snaps on him like you don't value my opinion you don't really care because you keep throwing the conversation in another direction so like that that part just really stood out to me um and then like the last uh another part of the track where he's literally talking about kind of like fighting with himself and to like love himself and the, the one note i have from that track um is it's hard to love myself and all these people compliment me somehow it just reminds me what i don't got uh, but these folks don't care to know they think you're rolling in the dough not realizing that your next meal is a four for four 
um dope line man like it's <laughs> just another one of those lines that, that definitely definitely hit so fighter man that's a really awesome song um the track smile which is one of the like few good uh one of the few like up not upbeat kind of kind of upbeat kind of a feel-good track um him kind of um reminiscing about uh his family how they all uh he's from chicago but like i think like his grandparents were from the south and he kind of reminisces those reminisces on the times that he had there and how he kind of he wants to move back and he talks about like if i ever win the lottery like i'm moving my family back to the south he just does a good job of painting painting a good picture of like his his fondest memories of living in the south and how he grew up down there and you know memories of his grandma things like that so that track i really love i love the vibe of that track um like i said it was more of one of the one of more of the upbeat one of the more feel-good tracks on there so i definitely vibe with that one um gray is another favorite probably like a top three song um <laughs> he he goes into talking about kind of dealing with uh, uh the industry uh so to speak and <laughs> the you know really good hook on here um god i don't remember uh verbatim always oh, like uh best yeah, your, your best tracks probably on the b side but don't be surprised if your label d is is so gray and basically he's saying like the industry just doesn't seem to want like authenticity like the the tracks that you put out that mean the most to you won't be the ones that they really want to hear or they're trying to promote um and he, he kind of just goes for that and he kind of breaks down like he's striving for authenticity at an age where that doesn't seem to be the thing that people are really checking for like everybody's kind of living like this facade and he's he's trying to stay as authentic as he possibly can um so i really i really love the hook on that one like the, the hook does a really good job of embodying what that song is about and like i said earlier this is the track where during the second half of the track it switches to like this jazzy like funk breakdown and it's just it's so beautiful you got trumpets going off man this is really awesome and then Saba like he picks up his flow a lot to like match the instrumental and he can be very high energy so it all works really well perfect match like i can't see enough about like how good he is with switching his flows up and getting it to match like the mood of the instrumental and just like the way he can do vocal inflections he can be really energetic it just everything works so well man um i don't even have this listed as a favorite track but log out with chance the rapper um i love the I love like the little vocal edit <laughs> they did on Sabu's voice where they he would spit a couple bars and they would like chop up the last line or the last word that he said. It's kind of hard to describe but if you listen if you listen to the track you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. But yeah, that 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 track is is fire. Um I love the closing track Heaven All Around Me where he's literally telling the story about him dying <laughs> but like he he's describing what he sees after he dies so like his ghost is like out of his body and he he's he's seeing him just listen to the track you'll, you'll know what I'm, <laughs> what I'm talking about but that track is fire um and the last track I, I have to mention because this track I think um definitely shows the height of his storytelling ability is prom king um and the track is split in two like the first part is called prom the last 
part is called King. Um, this is a really, really good storytelling track. It's like seven minutes long, but it's worth every second. Um, a lot of the first half of the track, the, the prom part of the song, he, he goes into detail about uh, the relationship with his cousin and kind of how that got started. And then he kind of ties that into a story of him when he went to prom. So he talks about how, um, like, he his cousin was trying to set him up to go with his chick to prom. At first, he didn't trust it because he reminisces, like, he and his cousin didn't have, like, the best of relationship when they were younger. He talks about how, like, his cousin used to pick on him a lot, so he thought it was a setup. Turns out it wasn't really a setup. His cousin was really trying to hook him up with his chick. And then he finds out also that, like, he and his cousin just led very different lives. Like, he has a line where he talks about, like, I didn't even know that he lived, like, two blocks down the street. I get a ride to school, but he has to walk. Like, they had really different lives. Even though their family, they didn't even live far away from each other. It just seemed like they were living really parallel. Or, not parallel, probably the wrong word, but, like, opposite but then he, he ties it back into the prom story where like um his cousin walt sets him up with his chick for prom he calls her tries to act like he's nervous but you know him him the uh the girl end up going to prom he gets to the prom uh his date leaves for a second and uh his prom date's brother comes up threatens him with a knife tells him yo if you touch my sister if you do anything i'm gonna kill you blah 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 now he's sitting at the prom looking crazy <laughs> he's he's waiting for walt to get there walt shows up and he's wondering like should i tell him because walt might go off and he decides like not to tell him because he doesn't want the situation to escalate and then the story progresses uh you get a lot more into walt's uh background uh i guess he was an artist too along with saba before he unfortunately passed but um it goes into like his career and how like they were doing all the studio time and Saba had tapes and songs and stuff he was working on um, but then he he got caught up in a situation um, and like by the end of the song you uh, he gets like a phone call while he's in the studio um, and he finds out that Walt died and it's a, it's a really good storytelling track and like I said Walt is a very important figure in this album he's referenced a lot and you definitely get the feeling that like walt was more than just like a cousin like this was somebody he was really 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 close with and his death still like affects him to this day and it, it definitely shows through this album but yeah man this 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 joint was i guess i started was so good because like i said i had no expectations coming into this album because i had never listened to it before so when i heard it i was like yo this dude this this dude's dope man like this this dude's got it so yeah I, I don't have much else to say like i said i listed all my favorite tracks and it was pretty much like the whole album so give this a listen man it's only 10 songs like i said if you want somebody who he, he has more of like a modern accessible sound but he definitely has just a lot of substance in his music this album is to listen to it is a bit like i said on the on the moody dreary jazzy side of things but it's it's just it's really good man it's really 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 good um, definitely an, an album that i revisit a lot this will definitely be in my top 20 uh, i see no reason why this 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 already has pretty high replay value and i know it didn't come out that long ago so shout out to saba man uh, like i said i didn't know much about dude before this 
but he he's definitely on the radar now and this this album is it's really good man really really good so saba care for me i'll leave link links uh to the description below for the life song and he has a whole album on soundcloud so i'll leave a link below so you guys can just check out the whole album give that joint a listen man definitely give that joint a listen last album that i will be talking about prom 2 royce the 59 and dj premiere so the first prom came out in 2014 i think according to my note i wrote so i must hope i wrote the right thing um <laughs> came out 2014 collab between legendary producer dj premier legendary mc royce the 59 um i mean the first prom was was fire preem took uh beats from uh an instrumental from adrian young chopped them up gave him the primo flavor royce went over the beats does what royce does we got a fire album took four years later for us to get the sequel <laughs> but finally here um also side note uh book of ryan comes out i want to say may 4th so royce is having a pretty busy year so uh, we'll, we'll be hearing more from him soon but um prom 2 man i put this on and i noticed this was different this was this does not sound like the first prom at all and I guess depending on who you are, it'd be a good thing or a bad thing. This album took a bit for me to like adjust to, cause I'm not gonna lie, this didn't, this didn't hit too hard the like that first listen. Like I listened to it, and I guess this really is a testament to Primo. This has a Primo style, but to me it doesn't at the same time. Like to me, there there are definitely some instrumentals on here that. Normally, I know a Primo beat when I hear one. He has just like a certain, he has a certain vibe, a certain head nod <laughs> to his beats that when you hear him, you're like, oh, that's a Primo track. There are some instrumentals on here that you don't get that from. And like I said, depending on who you are, that might be a good thing, that might be a bad thing. For me, it took a little bit to get adjusted to, but after a while, it set in. I was like, oh, this is, this is dope. Like his sound it it changed up a bit not not it's not super left field but it changed up enough at least to me that like i noticed it um and instead of taking beats uh, instead of taking beats from adrian young uh for this album uh they took beats from uh and samples from ant-man wonder um, also a really good producer uh if you want to hear a lot of his uh good work listen to the project he did with sky zoo where they redid uh that was the jay-z album they redid <laughs> I'm, I'm drawing a blank he he and skazu did a jay-z dedication project of some sort that i'm blanking on completely right now but <laughs> check out ant-man wonder on that project he did he did a lot of good work on that but um primo took a lot of ant-man wonders samples flipped them gave them the the primo flair but they were different man i, I thought this album production wise sounded a lot cleaner than prime one did excuse me I apologize for burping. I just ate not too long ago, to be honest. <laughs> but this album, to me, Prom One definitely had like a really—you could tell those were Primo beats. And it, it, it had a certain grittiness, a certain like head nod vibe to it. This one has that, but like it don't at the same time. It's just—it's different. And I, I kind of—I don't know how to describe it, but it's just—it's just different. 
like I said, it has a different kind of energy, a different kind of vibe. Like I said, to me, it sounds a bit more polished than I'm used to hearing a primo beat sound. Um, and I guess just to give an example, um, <laughs> the track Sunflower Seeds, which I love, um, that like really grungy guitar riff that's going on in that beat, that does not sound like something I would hear on a primo track, but like it works. It's just, it's dope. So, like I said, pr production wise, it's a little different not to say the beats don't give you a head nod but just doesn't to me have like that classic primo sound it's, it's a bit different but it works but like i said you, you still get some head nodders you still get some some bangers you still get um get some soul on here too that made man track with big crit and mr porter who was killing it on that hook um <laughs> so primo gives you some 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 different looks man it, it was like i said it, it took a bit for my ears to adjust to um it just like i said this was not an album that clicked on the first listen but around like that second third and fourth i was like oh all right this is i get it i get it i can i can rock with this um and in terms of royce i mean royce royce is gonna royce like <laughs> royce is is like one of the most technically proficient mcs today probably of all time in terms of just like rapping ability, rapping skill, um, you know what you get from Royce, man. He, you get some, some, just some bars. You get some witty lines, funny lines, inappropriate, <laughs> inappropriate lines. You, you know, if you're a Royce fan, you, you know what Royce does, man. And at, he, he just, he did, he just does it again. Um, you do get a, a little bit of not not every song is just bars on bars um you, you do get some substance and some concepts going on on this album for example the track everyday struggle um which is kind of a play on the, the i'd say joe button's former show since he's not on there anymore but um a lot of commentary on there in terms of like the old heads versus young heads in terms of rap music and how he views that situation um he makes references to make that makes references to uh his battles uh past battles with alcoholism and how he kind of go, got over that um shoot the track black history which is the opener uh, which is also on the trust trust the shooter mixtape which you should definitely listen to if you've never heard that but um literally like gives a story of his birth <laughs> and his family and him being rap like it, it's a really nice intro to the album to just catch you up to speed on like it, it wraps his whole story up in, in a nice couple minutes um so you, you get those those little tidbits um you also get like some relationship well yeah you, you get some relationship tracks on here um <laughs> literally uh uh one track the track he did with two chains the flirt track where it's literally him <laughs> saying how women are terrible at flirting and then um love ones with rhapsody where a uh, really dope concept where it's talking about infidelity infidelity uh in a relationship and royce is rapping from the perspective of the dude uh rhapsody is rapping from the perspective of the woman so they have a, a little back and forth um so you get some some different stuff but at the end of the day man oh you know what before i get into that another thing on this album that i actually like were the features and some of these features were people i wouldn't think i would hear royce do a track with um The, the Yellowwood feature caught me off guard. Which I guess I couldn't say that. Because they, they run kind of with the same crew. But 
I, I don't know. I, I never pictured Yellow Wolf and Royce on a track together, and it turned out really good. <laughs> Yellow Wolf had a, a pretty solid verse that beat fit Yellow Wolf style, and it is it turned out perfect. Rhapsody bodied her verse on Love Ones. That um that IOU scheme she did was beastly. She got bars, yo. I, I know I mentioned this before. If you have not watched the Rapture series um, on Netflix uh, from Mass Appeal, go check out her episode. I gotta go back and listen or watch more. Than, I never finished all of them, but yeah, her her episode was dope. Rap Rhapsody got she got them bars, bro. <laughs> she she got them bars. Um, yeah, so the features were really good. Big crit on Made Man. Really, I, I love the way Primo did that beat because it, it really that to me that beat really fit Big Crit well, and Mr. Porter was singing his heart out on that hook. <laughs> so shout outs to him. Uh, Flirt with Two Chains. It wasn't one of my favorite songs, but Two Chains actually had a pretty solid verse, um, and that that track fit Two Chains. I mean, like I said, these these features and Dave East on Arrow. Even though that it's crazy because Arrow was a single. And to me, honestly, I think that's one of the weaker songs on this album, if, if I'm being completely honest. But not that it's a bad song, but I think compared to some of the other ones, there are other tracks I thought were much better. Um, but Dave East had a pretty solid verse on, on that track. Um, Respect My Gun with Rock Marciano. Um, it was dope. And let me make a side note about Rock. Um, I review Rosebud's Revenge. I wasn't the biggest fan of that album, but just because his style, his style isn't I can't say it isn't for me because he's very similar to Kai and I love Kai's work but for some reason I, I don't get the same thing from Rock. Um, I did listen to Rosebud Revenge 2 which I enjoy a lot more than the first one. Um, I can't say I've really revisited it but I did give it a listen and there were definitely tracks on there that I like. Uh, <laughs> what was the line? My mama biscuits is something. <laughs> one of the lines on that album when he was talking about his mama's biscuits. But um, nah, man, it was dope to hear Rock Marciano over over some drums that knock. It, it, like I said, it's not Rock isn't a bad artist or a bad rapper. Dude can spit. He's got really nice and witty lines. It's just his style is so it's real laid back. It's real low key, and it it kind of doesn't change. But I thought the production was really dope. It it made him stand out more. It was just, it was good to hear him over some some drums that knock. So the the features on here um, were really good, and then. Royce in terms of lines Royce is going to Royce man just um them bars bruh and I, I get it some of these bars we, we heard on that freestyle he did with uh um oh my god I was about to say K-Slay yeah, that man is not K-Slay um <laughs> with flex but um I didn't care man I get it. Some of the bars won that flex freestyle. I don't care. When I heard him on his album, I was still like, ooh. It's, it's you know, you, you listen to Royce, you're going to get, if you catch a lot of his lines, you, you get some sour face moments. You, you get some laugh out loud moments because dude just, he, he says some outrageous stuff. <laughs> it makes him really fun to listen to. But, um, man, black tires, the lip white tire on Biggums, giving turkeys out on Thanksgiving like Nino with us. <laughs> we even passing out TVs like Wendy Williams. <laughs> like bars on bars um i love the line time flies when you having a nice time so when i drive i try to ride slower than heinz pouring um well endowed in god's image never smile kawhi leonard 
these pellets of pedophiles coming out the arm bro trust me touchy dudley arnold <laughs> and a lot of y'all might not catch that line and i didn't at first when i first heard the dudley arnold line i was like i know i know this from somewhere because that those names they kept sticking out to me and then i watched the review they did on dead and hip-hop for this album i was like oh that was the different strokes episode with the creepy bicycle dude <laughs> and he was showing uh dudley and arnold the pictures of them skinny dipping and it was weird it was weird but that was just one of those lines i was like oh that was very inappropriate but it was a dope bar <laughs> he's just got a lot of good lines man niggas in the streets aim terribly with that full clip turn into a marksman when it's time to miss me with that bullshit my new religion that bottle not a thing to me i'm tired of you niggas like i'm tired of watching them slave movies <laughs> body the versal made man in and out of a visa spinning power uh spinning power of visa standing the test of time like the leaning tower of pisa bruh bars just 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 bars bars everywhere that's what this album is man like it's not a ton to dissect in terms of like content and, and all that it's, it's just bars bro like <laughs> if you like bars or over some good beats th this is it this, this this is what you get like i said it ain't it ain't a ton to dissect I, I like i said i think it's more to dissect really on the production side really than the lyrical side because in terms of royce like you, you know what you're going to get in terms of bars um it like i said it just took a little bit for my ears to get used to the production because like to me it just it sounded different than what i'm normally used to hearing for primo um if i had one knock on this album um i would say some of the hooks on this album could use some work um not really a lot of catchy hooks going on um some of them work uh, like one of the hardest i love that hook just because it's mad aggressive um, but some of these hooks were kind of eh, hit or miss but the verses were so hard that i'm like yeah whatever yeah, I, I forgive you <laughs> so um but yeah man like that's pretty much his album bro it's, it's beats and rhymes man that's you when, this is a really straightforward album you know what you're getting it's it's royce and, and primo so I, i'm gonna just go uh list some of my favorite tracks on here real quick um one of the hardest uh which i think is the second track on here uh it's like real aggressive beat Royce comes out killing it. I love that the uh, that rhyme scheme he did with the the alphabet, the A B C D E, um, put you in the back of the EMS um, DMX name. Got through. I forgot how that whole scheme go, but that that drink was dope. Um, respect my gun, but rock Marciano as I mentioned earlier. Um, like I said, just good to hear Marciano over a track with some nice thud and drums, and his verse was really dope too. Um, <laughs> that's another hook. That hook isn't. I feel like that hook isn't really good, but like I like it at the same time because it's just it's so abrasive <laughs> for no reason, and it's kind of one of the reasons I love Royce, dude. It's just there are things that he does that if other rappers did, I would probably hate and find obnoxious, but because it's him, it's like oh that's just Royce. Royce, Royce just be wilding sometimes. <laughs> but um, without warning, with Yellow Wolf, like I said, good feature from Yellow Wolf. Um, that that was a track where Royce, Royce had a lot of bars a, a lot of most of the hardest bars on this album i think <laughs> from are from that track um 
I love the line. I would definitely spray y'all quick. <laughs> if y'all expected me hesitate to shoot this bitch, then y'all are definitely in the playoffs with J.R. Smith. <laughs> like, he's just bars, man. That that song alone, it's a lot of quotables on, on that track with Voices Versus um, in that song. But yeah, shout out to Yellow Wolf, too. Like I said, his, he kicked off the song. I thought he had a really, uh, really good verse. That beat fit him really well. So that was a favorite on um, the track sunflower seeds um like i said this is the track where like that it had that really really grungy guitar riff going on it was just a different sound from primo um <laughs> i love how royce uses sound effects randomly he literally makes the sound of spitting out a sunflower seed it, it reminded me of um uh the track gun harmonizer from street hop the street hop album that he put out I think that came out in, like 2010 where in Gun Harmonizer, he's literally just using the sound effects of gun shooting. But, like, he's he's actually, like, making those sound effects with his voice. So, like, he, it's little things like that that he does that makes me appreciate him as an MC. Because it's so... It's really bizarre to listen to, but somehow he makes it work. Um, Street Sad Night, I like that one. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Made Man with Big Crit and Mr. Porter. A really soulful beat. Uh, Mr. Porter was killing it on that hook. Um... Uh, Royce had a, like I said, he had uh, really dope bars on that one too. Um, the Everyday Struggle um, song, uh, as I mentioned earlier also, uh, where he kind of attacks the, the old heads versus the new heads in terms of hip-hop and how that argument kind of goes. Um, he he kind of seems like somewhere in the middle. Like he he's, he's pretty level-headed about it. Like he can see both sides. He's not leaning totally towards one way or the other. Um I like the line, uh, when Shady made his hit record, could cannabis accept it? Nah, time's just repeating itself. 97 was just reckless. Now it's just bigger checks. And now it's niggas with dresses. Where, like... And I've had this conversation with people, too. Where it's like, we like to reminisce on the golden age. And, I mean, I'll still argue that the 90s were, were better. But that's because of what I grew up with. But, you know, that, that's another argument. But at the same time, like, the 90s and early 2000s, we, we had our fair share of gimmicky artists and people who probably should have never made it but they did for whatever reason like we, we had that back then too and that's they're just going through this now though i would argue the only difference now is i, I feel like back then those artists that were like gimmicky like we kind of knew they were gimmicky and they were just kind of allowed to stay in their lane but I, I feel like nowadays these artists like people try to recognize them as like top mcs and top rappers and it's like all right bro you're I gotta chill out, man. You can have your lane, that's fine, but you need to stay all the way over there with that, bro. You know, you know that that's that's another uh, podcast for another day, though. I'm I'm not even gonna get into that. <laughs> but um, those are just a few of my favorite tracks. But like I said, th this album is 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 pretty solid. I I'm not sure if I like it more than Prime One, partially because like they 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 just sound really different from each other, which I think is a good thing, though. Um, it's hard to say if I like this better than Prom 1. Because Prom 1, man. Prom 1 had some... It was some heat, boy. On, whew, it was some heat on that. But um, this, this one got some heat, too, man. It, it is some, there are some bars on this on this album. It, and it's a lot of them. So I don't know. I don't know which one I like more. But either way, man, it's still a good album. Um, definitely worth a listen. If you like Prom 1, you, you gotta pick this up. <laughs> Just because... But like I said, man, it's just it's just dope beats and rhymes. That's that's what this album is. It doesn't try to stretch into any 
it doesn't try to stretch itself out to be anything that it isn't. Like, you know what you're getting. You're getting dope beats. You're getting dope rhymes. And that's it. And what else could you ask for? So, DJ Premier, Royce the 5'9", Prom 2, listen to it. Links will be down below. Uh, go cop it. Go listen. You know, it's, it's dope. So, shout-outs to Royce and Primo. And before I get out of here, recommendation, man. So, um, I'll be honest, for this recommendation, I did not listen to this album in full. But I have heard enough of this album that I feel pretty confident in giving this a recommendation. And for those who enjoy this kind of music, I, I, I can't see a reason why you wouldn't like this. Um, so... My recommendation, um, this is an artist who I literally just discovered maybe a couple days ago. Um, her name is Tanika Charles, and the album is entitled Soul Run. I will leave a link below to the Bandcamp uh, so you guys can listen. And if I remember, I'll leave a link to the video um, for the single that she has for this album. Um, this actually came out uh, last year in, uh, in April, so I'm a little late to the party, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> but... Uh, Tanika is a Canadian singer, um, very soulful, this album sounds a lot, it's very reminiscent of like that old school Motown sound, but it still has like a modern twist to it, um, if I could compare it to anything, I would say for anybody who's familiar with Leon Bridges, um, whose side note has an album coming out in May, and all of them singles he has put out have been fire <laughs> but that album black I, I can't wait for that but uh if anybody listened to leon bridge's first album I, if i could compare her to somebody i would say it just in terms of sound it kind of sounds like that uh it has a very old school feel to it her voice also sounds of that era but it's she has a really good singing voice um great instrumentation just really just really good soul slash like funk um it's just just really good man so I'll, I'll just list the tracks that i some of the ones that i listened to like i said i didn't even listen to this whole album it's only 11 tracks but the tracks i listened to were, were all really good so there's, there's no reason why the rest of this album i'm pretty sure it's fire um but the track soul run which is the one that uh, has the single or in the video out that's a really good track uh two steps um love full and heavy so those those were the four that i listened to um, I was trying to listen to this at work, but I kept getting distracted, so I couldn't finish it. But, yeah, man, if you want some really good soul music, um, look no further. This 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 joint is, is really good. Um, and I, I literally, like, I randomly just found her on Spotify. Like, she popped up in one of, like, the similar artist section from somebody I was listening to. And I just clicked on her album, and I was like, oh, this is, yeah, I can give it this. <laughs> so... Uh, that's my recommendation album Tanika Charles uh, album is entitled Soul Run once again I will leave a link uh, below to uh, the band camp so you guys can give that album a listen and um that's all folks <laughs> that's all I got man so recap Marcus D Retro 2 Saba Care For Me Rest of 5-9 DJ Premier Prom 2 and Tanika Charles, Soul Run. And um, go check out Ready Player One. And Megalobox the Anime, if you have not. Um, and definitely My Hero Academia. If you're not watching that and you're an anime fan, you should be ashamed of yourself. But 
give, give everything I, I mentioned a, um, a look and check out Into the Badlands Season 3, which is uh, about to come out in about half an hour. So I need to get on out of here. <laughs> but anywho, as always, this podcast can be listened to on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. If you're on iTunes, please rate, subscribe, review, um, catch us on Google Play. Catch us on Facebook, the Dodo Talk Podcast Facebook page. And you can hit me up on Twitter at Serial Sensei. And if you have questions for the podcast, you can send any questions uh, to Dodo Talk Podcast at yahoo.com. But that is it for the evening, man. Um, just a quick note um, I will be reviewing J. Cole's album because at this point I've listened to it too many times and not talk about it. I got a lot of catching up to do with albums. Like I said, there's been a ton of just music coming out recently. So I got I got a lot of listening. I got my work cut out for me. But we I'm going to try to get it done. But, um, yeah, definitely more reviews coming. Always more fight talk coming. Um, so by the time you guys hear this episode, um, episode yeah, this episode 82, 83 has already been recorded. So we covered the um, the uh, Kevin Lee and Edson Barbosa card. So if you're a fight fan, that by the time you hear this, that episode will be in the chamber coming out within like the next couple days or two. So be on the lookout. But um that's all I got for today, man. Thank you guys for listening. Share the podcast with a friend. Appreciate y'all for rocking with me. Um and that's all I got for today. So until next time, I will catch you guys later. Peace.